Kira, Mark, how are you? Oh, I'm good. You must be, gosh, disappointed to say the least. Uh, correct. Deeply disappointed and, and, yeah, just actually very saddened when we heard the news. Mm. Uh, reading the report, um, it says that the the event was in May last year at the Manchester Great Race um, uh, event. Uh, he was provisionally suspended in September last year and he asked for his B sample to be tested. That also tested positive. How many agencies are involved in compiling this, I guess, evidence for want of a better word? Yeah, in New Zealand, drug-free sport New Zealand take the lead and so certainly acknowledge um, Nick Patterson and his team for what they've done and, and certainly from our perspective, um, you know, it's a really important partnership because, you know, f- from our perspective, the games are just important that they've got integrity um, in all manners and obviously um, clean athletes is part of that. So acknowledge the work by drug-free sport New Zealand and, you know, for us, um, you know, this is against everything we stand for as an organisation. So, um, you know, we acknowledge the ban that has been put in place. Um, he, um, Zane initially said he went to a Kenyan medical facility wanting a COVID vaccine. Instead, he was treated for COVID with EPO. Um, it's a pretty amazing drug if it can fix COVID. That's something that Donald Trump would have liked to have heard about, I'm sure. Uh, but he also got two doctors and a witness stating this is actually what happened. Um <laughs> And the thing was, he, he got a four-year ban for testing positive and a four-year ban for tampering with samples. How did he tamper with samples? Yeah, those questions certainly have to be directed back to Drug Free Sport because they have led the process. Um, certainly from our perspective, um, you know, the eight-year ban, four years for the um, doping offence and four years for the falsifying of statements is... Um, what's been handed down and so we will respect that and, and clearly he's not part of our program and hasn't been since um, Tokyo. Yeah I wanted to know what sort of um, relationship you had with, with Zane because he's he's been over in Kenya with his brother for many many years so was there still a link between you and those athletes that are not only Zane but the ones that are permanently based offshore? Um if you think about the Commonwealth and Olympic Games cycle, that's when we certainly work really closely with the athletes and the national sporting organisations. So um, if you go back for us, um, two Olympics and the Commonwealth Games, as you said, so that's been our relationship with Zane through those campaigns and, and worked really closely and certainly had you know, nothing that would um, you know, prepare us for what we heard yesterday and today announced. Um, athletics New Zealand are, you know, had the key relationship with the athletes. Obviously, we, we support all the national sporting organisations to come together at team time under the New Zealand team and, and certainly that's where the, the main relationship does sit. Um, he obviously withdrew his defence, he decided he wouldn't fight it anymore so is it your understanding he's now fully accepted this ban? Again, final um, decision will be through him and with Drug Free Sport and the Sport Tribunal um, mm. but that is my understanding and, and I think what's critically important is we do know that Athletics New Zealand and High Performance Sport New Zealand have also reached out and are providing quite a lot of support for Zane as well, just because his personal well-being is still important, irrespective of the occurrence. Mm, yeah, I wanted to bring that up to say, you know, what happens to him now? Um, I, I think he, he's a permanent resident in Kenya. Can you can you throw any light on, on what Zane Robertson does now? Yeah, I mean, I think it's probably time for him to reflect on that, but I know... Um, through the sector that we are making sure that he he does have that right level of support with him at this time because it is quite a vulnerable time for him and you know making sure he's got that support is really important.
Yeah, we never know the full story behind all of these things, do we? Which um, which will probably come out in the fullness of the time. I don't know if he he will ever speak to it, but and and I guess to round it out, Nicky is um, while it's incredibly disappointing for us here in New Zealand that a New Zealand athlete's been caught doing this, it does show that the testing works. It does show that drug-free sport. Um, won't hide behind um, positive tests and it does bring a level of credibility to the programs that you've got in place to, to um, I was going to say minimise, but to stop this um, performance enhancing drugs coming into uh, our Olympic athletes and all sports in New Zealand. You're absolutely right and, and um, that's how we hold it as well. So you know, while these are quite rare occurrences, I think it's been 14 years since um, the last incident. So, you know, a significant amount of time, you know, hundreds of athletes that have helped um, enhance the manner of the New Zealand team and the, the black jersey or singlet or um, swimsuit or, or whatever the um, costume of choice is for all of our athletes. But it does mean that actually the system is working and it does mean that, um, you know, we still have to remain vigilant all the time. And so, you know, we're never complacent and certainly with the sector and drug-free sport, you know, that's an important part of education first and then compliance and monitoring and as you say um, it does mean that there is credibility in the system when you know, we do find things and, and again I think drug free sport has acted quickly, swiftly and fairly through this process. And lastly we're talking to New Zealand Olympic Committee CEO Nikki Nicole, um, the, the education for our athletes, I know it's there, um, I was actually involved in setting something like this up with the Olympic Committee many years ago, um, so the education, you're, you're happy with um, the education programs you're providing for the athletes as far as awareness, um, this, will, this will ramp up uh, the radar of the athletes I'm sure when this spreads through our um, Olympic and Commonwealth Games athletes but all sports people in New Zealand is it something you need to address or are you happy that it's that it, the message is out there and they should know I'm really comfortable and confident that the message is out there but like everything you always just keep reviewing and looking for opportunities to keep enhancing it I mean it's not something we do alone either so I think we have to really um, recognize the whole sector so all the national sporting organizations um, drug-free sport, high-performance sport New Zealand, you know, we are all in this together because you know, integrity of sport is something that we hold really highly and as a country, you know, we have a fantastic reputation internationally. So, you know, that's something that I think is something we want to hold on to and we'll continue to invest. But as I say, really confident in the programs that we've got and, you know, we'll continue to review and, you know, look for ways to make them better as needed. Brilliant, Nikki. I appreciate you front-footing it and offering yourself to, to talk to us today. I'm used to administrators running away, so uh, I, I'm pleased you ran towards <laughs> us instead of away from us. Um, that's good stuff. Really, really good stuff. Thanks for joining us. Okay, no, thanks for your time. Okay, take care. Cheers. Nikki Nicole, there she is, the CEO of New Zealand Olympic Committee.